You're listening to the Sprues and Brews podcast, your weekly podcast looking at all things Warhammer. Hello and welcome to episode 173 of the Sprues and Brews podcast. My name is Dave and I'm joined once again by Matt. Hello. Jay. Hello. And Andy. Good evening, chaps. How are we all? Are we all are we all good? Not 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 bad. I'm 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 very very excited about building a Chaos Space Marines army, as we'll see later on in the news. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, I think I think uh, your hobby updates as well this week is going to be very chaos heavy as well. It might um, just be a little bit, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we've got a fun-filled show lined up for you. Uh, For our main segment this week, we've decided to have a bit of a pause and talk about projects um, that we're going to be doing this year. We kind of touched upon this uh, at the beginning of the year, but, you know, now we've settled into 2022, what we're up to, uh, how we're getting on, uh, and if our plans have sort of changed for the year ahead. Uh, We're also going to be talking about our top three battle tomes and codexes we'd like to see revealed this year. This is kind of inspired by the fact that um, Warcom announced a couple of weeks ago that there is an unknown order and an unknown chaos battle tome to be released later on this year. Um, So that's kind of inspired this week's top three. Yeah, about you guys? Also... About you guys? I've got some some dream ones, some potentially a little bit silly ones in there as well. <laughs> uh yeah, mine are okay. I think mine are semi-serious. I think. Uh, I'm see. gonna I'm gonna put some money down on what Dave's chosen. Oh, okay. But I'm okay. not gonna say it now. I'll, okay. I'll write it down and put it in the chat momentarily. Okay. There's a lot of ether gold <laughs> on on stake here then today. <laughs> uh, and of course, we've got all of the latest news, including. Um, some upcoming tournaments and stuff so that's all pretty pretty exciting but before we get stuck into all of that as always we're going to talk about what we've been doing in the hobby this week this is a bit where Andy thinks is he going to be the first one I want to pick on but no <laughs> it's not going to be Andy this week it's going to be Matt because Ooh. you've already you've already kind of hinted what you've been up to this week Matt yeah yeah, so well first of all I finished the slangor. I've looked at me, me hey. I have a little notepad where I keep keep like notes for the podcast and I've been working on these for five weeks now. The, however, however, the last half of that, me and Jay have been super secretly beavering away on, on something that went up for pre order on Saturday, and that was Eldritch Omens. Yeah, mm. I've been building some Chaos Space Marines and oh, I love those models so much. So Eldritch Omens came with a uh warpsmith a unit of chaos chosen and a um forge fiend slash mauler mm. fiend and yeah built those up painted them in word bearer colors ready for march from a crag Ex- exactly ready for <laughs> march. I, was, I was actually messaging mr mr nick bait and seeing if we should get some kind of uh ultramarines versus word bearers on the go at warhammer world in march i think nice. i think that may once we've got details i think we're gonna have a bit of a a uh, hype session on on twitter and see who's supporting the the the, the sons of gulliman and who's supporting the the winning side uh lord Mars <laughs> legion it's, say, it's all about the word bearers man it's all, all about the word bearers, exactly so yes but they're so nice models they're really really nice models so we'd said a couple of weeks ago that we were a bit concerned that the chosen were kind of like fixed monopose models because they looked a little bit from the images but uh, yeah, un- unfounded worries they were, as you get loads of different options for combi weapons, close combat weapons, lightning claws, all sorts of stuff. So yeah, really, really nice kit. Obviously, 
you will be able to available you will be able to get that separately in the future but at the minute it is exclusive to that eldritch omens box so if you mm. particularly if you can split it with a friend who plays uh eldar which we may have on the podcast as well then uh, yeah it's a really good buy so that is what i've been up to it's been uh, pretty fun and i'm excited I've, i picked up the battle force last year or the year before um and the with all that one. stuff no no the the, the the christmas one so oh, it's right, got okay. some chaos terminators in there some havocs in there another unit of space marines another uh forge fiend so yeah with all that i can get quite a hefty chaos space marines army and you know what i might even talk about that in our main segment but yeah all, it's, uh, it's been fun all key chaos units those as well um they are, you, yeah. you're going to use all of those um, yeah, you were bearers look at fantastic, Matt. Um, Cheers. It was quite a while ago when you painted, because you have painted some word bearers before, haven't you? I did. So, so we, uh, looking behind the curtain, looking behind the curtain, I always try and keep in mind what releases are going to be coming out in the year. We've heard rumours and whispers, and there've been whispers of new Chaos Space Marines. So, I picked up the um, Combat Patrol box, Start Collecting box, whatever it's called, mm. and painted up that as a kind of tester for some word bearers um and they've been done a while now because like with all these rumors you, you're expecting books to be out last year and, and they're not and i'm guessing we are actually getting the codex this year so now is the good time for me to build it ready for the summer when i presume it's going to come out so yeah exciting times excellent stuff i think it's only fair seeing as we've spoken about 50 percent of the uh eldritch omens box we now pass the baton over to you jay to talk about the other 50 percent of the box yeah well that was it so i i picked up the eldar um so that's the new autark uh the multi-part autark with all the weapon options really really cool kit i actually uh combo uh him with the original um plastic autark so i swapped the sweeping hot wings uh i think that's the only bit i used off of the original set um the free shroud runner so this is the new eldar unit the the um ranger sort of jet bike uh, unit really really cool really really nice jet bikes nice and chunky uh, and mm. they're five new rangers which are i probably my favorite um kit from the from the box actually the new rangers and i'm thinking about picking up another another um eldritch omen set so i can get five more of them to be fair oh, um wow. so yeah so I, I painted them up in uh, like a blue and yellow color scheme so I, you might have seen the spirit seer that i painted up a few weeks back that sort of scheme um and alongside that i've been sorting through all of my old eldar models i've got 10 striking scorpions the old metal ones on my desk here with the phoenix lord a wave serpent and i'm halfway through painting up a wraith lord so uh yeah it's all eldar for me for the next few weeks i think especially with all the teasers we're getting on warhammer world uh, warhammer community at the moment oh yeah very eldar flavored at the moment um looking at some of the damage that the avatar can put out on warcom today insane absolutely insane is there anything else that has seven attacks on its profile uh, i don't know actually i don't know if there's okay. much that can take out a warhound titan in a single round of combat though no absolutely not um so yeah your your uh, eldar looking awesome jay um a change in scheme because i know originally they were going to be uh was it your, your Imlock scheme? Imlock, orange and grey, yeah, that's right. I decided to go for a different colour scheme, just the urge took me. Um, so I've gone for the blue and yellow, uh, which is, I think, a Latok. Um, whether mm. I, I keep them as a Latok or I, I make my own sort of craft world, I'm not sure yet. Um, mm. 
but it's definitely inspired by by that craft world scheme so that bright yellow helmets which looks good on rangers trying to camouflage and uh, the dark <laughs> blue armor <laughs> Imperial fists uh, have the same problem uh, yeah. with uh, their uh, um, sneaky guys. Excellent stuff, um, Andy. Unfortunately, I don't think you've had any new stuff to paint. But, but what have you been up to in the hobby this week? Um, well, just adding to your backlog, uh, <laughs> countless hobby. Because I definitely been doing that. Um, I guess so. So I started the week. Um, I think last podcast when we were recording, I was painting up some annihilators from the Dominion box set. Um, so I finished painting them. Um, I've gone for the like um, the Hammers of Sigmar scheme, but when I did um, Stormcast back when Age Sigmar first came out, I did Retributor Gold, then gave it a wash of Rikon Flesh Shade, and then dry brushed Golden Griffin. But this time, because I'm not rushing it for an event or anything like that, I'm going over it and just layering up the gold with Auric um, Armour Gold, I think it's called. Yeah. Um, and I'm super happy with the results, like super, super happy. And the nice thing about Stormcast is I'm painting up squads that are like three or five models at a time rather than like ten. Yeah. But, so naturally, of course, the production line is a bit quicker and, you know, it's taken me um, a week to paint up three Annihilators, um, five Vindictors, and a Lord Imperitant. Um, mm. And I've got his tr- trusty little Griffhound on my paint desk as we speak. Um, and once that Griffhound's done, that's, um, I think it's 505 points. So my, my aim, and again, we'll talk about this later in the podcast, but um, my aim this year is to really focus on my hobby resolutions and one of them is to paint the entire contents of dominion so mm-hmm. what i'm doing is i'm going to break it up into 500 point chunks and that way i'm not burning myself out by painting nothing but stormcast for two three weeks mm-hmm. um so yeah so i've been uh, like i said i painted up the annihilators and the vindictors uh, and the lord imperitant um and then i've just been um sort of having a bit of a clear out um i sold a lot of old 40k projects that i was never gonna do anything with they just sort of sitting there um and i used some of the money i got from that to buy some more scenery um so i bought a couple of boxes of uh, battlefield in the box i think were called mm-hmm. um so they're sort of like pre-painted resin terrain and stuff and then i bought a couple of the shattered dominion shattered temples i think it is which, as of recording, I don't think you can actually buy them from Games Workshop anymore. I think we've taken them off the website. Um, but I I built and painted a load of them for the club about two years ago now. Um, and when I saw that sort of like come off the website, I, I just thought I, I've got to get some for my own personal collection. Um, so I've I've built. I say I've built. They pretty much come already built. Um, but I've sprayed one of them Zandri dust because my my thought is I'm going to have um, a, a mat from Game Out EU and one of them, uh, one of the sides is like a desert sort of um, looking theme. So I'm going to have one of the shattered temples painted in Zandri dust and dry brush to look like um, sort of like a deserty sort of look to it. And then I've got a load of the shattered um, Dominion little pieces, like the statue of Sigmar 
Time-worn ruins. Time-worn ruins. Um, yeah, so I've got um, a box of those as well. My plan is to do, again, half of them sort of like a Zandri dust sort of colour um, and do like a desert-themed board. And then the other board will be a bit more generic with like grey um, weathered stone sort of look to it. Um, but yeah, but apart from that, the only other thing I've done is uh, read the Dominion book, which... I'm almost at the end. It's taken me about three months, but I'm almost at the end. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Yeah, you, you have been uh, quite busy there, Randy. Um, I've uh, been mainly spending this week building the contents of Combat Patrol Tau. Um, so almost um, finished that. And I've also I've been trying to finish off my ethereal all week. Um, because I've started this sort of new scheme, he's very much been like, you know what? getting the scheme how i wanted it um he's almost there i was hoping to finish his base uh yesterday at the time of recording but didn't quite get to um i do need to go over his skin again with a, a lighter gray um but he's, he's very very nearly there and i have also put all the base colors down on my dark strider um as well um so a little bit slow on the ethereal but things are about to get very quick with the the tower because Ooh. um one thing you guys haven't mentioned is we've got a 40k one day tournament coming up uh in a couple of weeks and i would yes. very much like to take the tower um which gives me a very not a great amount of time to get a thousand points um ready so i've been playing around with lists you know suit heavy lists um i'll talk about this a bit more in detail in the main segment and um, but i've settled on a list now i know what i need to do i know how many nights i've got to do it in i've just got to get it done um so that's that's the that's the plan um so i've got a couple of weeks to, to knock out a thousand points worth of town which i think is uh is very much possible uh, apart from that though um it's been quite quiet for me um yeah don't think there's anything else really to to report apart from the, the tournament that we're going to which uh again we'll speak about a little bit later on i think that wraps up our introduction to this week's podcast what i will actually mention at this point is obviously matt and jay have both mentioned eldritch eldritch uh, omens there i will put a link to the uh beautiful images and, and uh videos and stuff that the guys have done uh for the contents of uh that box on spruceandbruce.com so i'll put the link in the podcast notes so you can check that out um and maybe even purchase a box for yourself uh, and split yeah. it or keep both sides as a, as ever massive thanks to games Workshop for sending us a review copy for free a little bit early on that as well absolutely so without further ado we'll take a, a quick pause and we'll be right back with all of the latest news so what do we have in this week's news map well, we've got a, a mixture of pre-orders this week. So first of all, we've got the Warcry Tome of Champions 2021. I suspect that this book was meant to come out before Christmas, as a lot mm. of the stuff at the minute. Um, yeah, this looks really cool. So essentially, this is a kind of a um, expansion book with loads of cool stuff in it. On Warcom, it mentions that there's rules for you using Warhammer Underworld characters and Warcry as well. So that seems a really fun way to use those models too. So looking forward to getting a closer look at that and seeing what's in there. Now, also for Warcry, there's five new boxes. So Warcry Warbands. And um, just before recording, I put together an article on the website. I'll give you the, the lowdown now. But essentially, there's a Daughters of Cain one, 
that contains witch elves and blood sisters costs 50 pounds saving you 17 pound 50 pretty good buy snakes and uh witch elves uh you know pretty important units in your daughter's a cane mm-hmm. there's a luminous realm lords one which has got five stone guard five wardens and five sentinels for 52 pound 50 i think that'd cost you 73 pounds you know if you bought it separately the only thing against that box in particular is you can't use it for age of sigma because you can't use five sentinels or five wardens can you? yeah you'd have to buy two boxes wouldn't you I mean, even then, if you're padding out your kind of like main units, potentially it's worth doing there. You're saving £20 a box. Yeah. Um, for for Warcry, though, that's really nice because you get a nice assortment of different units that can build different ways to build your force from. There's a really cool Slanesh one. Uh, it contains 10 Bliss Barbs and 5 Painbringers. £52.50, which saves you about £15.50. Uh, again, decent kit for, for Age of Sigma. I know. You have been toying with Slanesh, Andy, and that's actually a really nice box of padding out your battle line units. Yeah, it, uh, this one and the Daughters of Cain one both have me very interested. I mean, I I bought the um, Shadow and Pain box, um, and um, yeah, funnily enough, Slanesh and Daughters are in that box. So yeah, the, both of these would be great little additions to uh, to those armies. Yeah, um, they're doing a Cruel Boys one. This one, eh, less good. It's got 10 Gut Rippers and a unit of Alt Boys for £47.50, which saves you £13. It is the multi-part Gut Rippers, though, so it's got the banners and the horns and stuff. Um, again, I know a lot of people that play Cruel Boys that I know have got many, many copies of the Gut Rippers out of Dominion, though, so mm. your mileage may vary on that one. And then finally, there's a Stormcast one. There's got five Vindictors and three multi-part Annihilators for £36.50. So considering Annihilators cost £31.50, basically you're getting five extra Vindictors for a fiver. So again, a pretty good box. The only one that I think... The Cruel Boys one really depends if you've, if you've not got any gut rippers. And the um, the Lumineth one, arguably, is not as suited to Age of Sigmar. All the other ones, though, they seem really good options to pad out your battle line for those armies if you've got them. So that's pretty cool. Uh, we've also got some made-to-order stuff, so some ethereals, some classic metal ethereals are coming back. Um, personally, I really like the one that you've got, Dave, the, the new plastic one over the old mm-hmm. metal ethereals, but obviously collectors may want to pick up those older ones on the made-to-order. don't know mm-hmm. what your thoughts on the old ethereals are, Dave. Um, there's a couple of nice ones. Um, I was expecting to see the limited edition one that they did with like the quite the quite a fancy um, backpack that he was wearing. I can't think of a best, better way to describe him. He had like almost like a star, like aerials on his back. Yeah. He was only available in one of the Battle Force boxes or something. Um, I have got one actually, um, but he's not one of the made to order ones. It's, it's more the generic yeah. ones that are. Um, but I'm with you, Matt. I think the new one on the Hover Drone is is uh, the nicest one at the moment. Yeah, and if you prefer Middle-Earth, there's also a whole load of Middle-Earth made to as well. So you've got Goblin Heroes, Armoured Goblins back from 2002, did they come out a long time ago? Um, there's Gladriel, she's been on a previous one, she's available again. And Haldir's Elves and the Wood Elves. So a lot of this is stuff that's going to be in the new... Um, supplement that's coming out at some point in the near future so yeah if you need some elves good chance to get them and then finally from pre-orders we've got a big necromunda box a big chunky necromunda box so this has the uh, gang stronghold and a load of scenery for 170 pounds now i've done some maths here 
And I don't think it's actually a great saving on this one. So you get half a set of barricades, the gang stronghold, what looks like one and a half sets of columns and walls, platforms and stairs and some pipes. With my scribbled down on the back of a beer map maths, I work out the contents being around-ish £188.75, give or take. Um, so you save about 20 quid, which is, is a saving. But in the past, these boxes have given you a little bit more value than that, haven't they? They have, yeah. Yeah, I mean that—that that is a good set for giving you a, 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 a you know, a, a good layout for your games of Necromunda though, and it's all compatible with each other. Um, I'm so I was expecting this to be close to the 120 pound mark myself, and that'd give you yeah. like a 70 pound discount. You know, you'd say like a third ish on it. But if you haven't got those individual kits and you are looking to build like a whole Zone Mortalis in a box, then yeah, go for it. That's a pretty good buy. It's it's easier just to pick it up in one box, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And, and and you do save money on it. So, you know, there's, there's yeah. a £20 discount. And finally, there are a couple of Eldar flyers coming out from Forge World, the Vampire Raider and the Vampire Hunter for Aeronautica Imperialis. I imagine that you're tempted by these, Jay, as well. Yeah, I am. So I don't know whether I said actually, but I've um, I painted up the um, oh, Wrath of Angels, isn't it? The Eldar from the Wrath mm. of Angels. Um, so yeah, so I'm ready to add a couple more. Um, we've, we've been trying to organise a game over the last couple of weeks, but um, we, we've not been able to sit down and play it for one reason or another. But yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to pick up these two uh, flyers. Yeah, and it's it's a bit between us work and and outside yeah. of podcast uh, stuff has got in the mm. way, unfortunately. However, I'm super keen to play a game as well. That's on my to do list as well. Build up my space marines and then give you a game, Jay. Excellent. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. So that's all the pre-order stuff, but that's not all the, the, the new stuff that we've seen today. So it is Monday. Monday is Path of the Preview, potentially the last Path of the Preview here. But um, yeah, we, we saw, first of all, Kill Team Nackmund named as the next Kill Team expansion. Shock Horror. And, shock Horror. <laughs> and we saw the full details of the Void Scarred Corsairs, the new... Eldar Pirate Force for Kill Team. And you know what? I wasn't a fan of that teaser that we saw at LVO, but these guys are beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah, they're, they're so cool. Um, it's really cool that you've got all the elements of the different Eldar factions in those models. Uh, you've got Drukari helmets on some of them. You've got the uh, almost look like Warlocks or Farseers. Yeah, I did wonder um, if it's a, it's a caster in the unit. Yeah, um, I think so, because it's, it's a um, a ghost helm by the looks of it, the mm. same sort of warlock pattern helm. Um, <laughs> really cool. Did you see the guy with the wraith cannon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they look really good. I really like the, the kind of the leader with the with the back banner. That just screams like second edition Eldar to me. Yeah. Yeah, but these models with sort of like a, a nice scenic base to them, these would be like... Oh. But yeah, absolutely drop dead gorgeous. I mean, I'm not a massive Eldar Craft World fanboy, but yeah, these models are drop dead gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, I I kind of want to paint some. Oh, you know, the, the, we know that they're coming in a Kill Team expansion box. We know all the Kill Team boxes so far are two factions and some scenery. Again, we know it's probably Chaos Space Marines of some flavour as the opposing force, as it was in the title of the last Walker article, and it's set in the Nackman Gauntlet. And let's face it, I'm I, I'm going out on a limb and saying we're going to get cultists that look a bit more bestial, like some of the 
artwork in the Vigilus Alone book. That's my guess. Might be wrong, but that's my guess. If if all those parts come together and the scenery part is the new scenery scene in Vigilus Alone, the kind of, um, I forget what it's called, but it's got like satellite dishes and walls a bit of a the kind of like frontierist i think it's called if that's the scenery set in this box i would not even hesitate on buying this because i'd use the whatever chaos models will come in i'll probably go in my chaos force the scenery scenery i love some scenery and these guys even if i don't use them for 40k i would paint them up just as something fun and to use in Games of Kill Team, which is a really, really, really fun game. Now, I was looking at these and thinking, you could do an awesome uh, um, Necromunda Warband using these. Mm. So you've got the rules for the Bounty Hunter, the Venator Bounty Hunter gangs, which have Xenos profiles, and you pick which profile applies to your model. You could easily make a Necromunda Warband using these. Even if you use the Outlaw uh, rules out of the recent book, and yeah, I think well, they work I mean, really well for Necromunda too. Yeah, well, uh, these guys are going to get paid up because they're also a unit in Craftworld Eldar 40k in the new codex. Um, obviously, you'd be able to use them in Kill Team, like you say. Um, and yeah, I would. I, I'll be painting them anyway, so why not use them in Necromunda? And uh, you know, you can always house rule a few Shrooken uh, pistols and whatnot to uh, you know muck about it. It's just a narrative game, isn't it, Necromunda? At exactly. the end of the day, and there's lots of esoteric and exotic weapons that you could easily use to represent the weapons that they're wielding yeah and what, what's really cool about this uh, uh box as well is, is that they're very individual each model is which is great in games like necromunda which is why I'm, i've been a bit off put with Warcry um up until now really with the non-chaos units because you know the lumen f1 you've got five wardens five sentinels they all sort of look the same whereas those kind of games to me are all about the individual and the individual model yeah. and, and and hero um, and that's what this Corsair Kill Team gives you. Each model sort of, you can see it's an individual. You've got the hooded guy with the knife. You've got the Ranger Long Rifle guy. Uh, you've got lots of variety in the helms and, and poses and things. It, it, it's almost like every model is a unique model, so that's great. And presumably, like with the Orcs and the Death Corps of Krieg, each model will probably have a couple of alternate builds as well. Yeah. So, yeah, they look they look really, really cool. I suspect we might see this and the Eldar book at the same time certainly within the next couple of weeks I guess um, because you know like I say I don't think there's not an awful lot left for them to do on Path of the Preview so we must be ramping up to Eldar overload for Jay over the course of March I'm guessing <laughs> yeah it's gonna be so it's gonna be mental I mean that's why I've got to try and get a thousand <laughs> points of these models that I've got here because, I mean, what have we got coming? Guardians, Shiny Spears, Avatars, Morgan Ra. One thing they haven't shown off is Warp Spiders, isn't it? And there's no way they can keep the Warp Spider models that are out at the minute. I, honestly, I think we'd have seen them if, if they were yeah. coming. I, I think everything I think we've, we've seen, seen all the plastic kits now. Yeah. I, I, well, why does Games Workshop not like, not like Warp Spiders? But that's not to say they don't get a wave in the future. And that's the thing yeah. we've got to think about. You've got we've got Sister of Battle units after their book came out. You know, it's it's very different to how it used to be, where you only got what was in your codex. It's a bit of a d- different release model now, I think. So that gives hope for all factions getting new kits in the future. Yeah, mm-hmm. they'd, they'd be perfect for Kill Team, wouldn't they? Just as like a one-off release or in a box or something. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Uh, and now, just just before we started recording as well. 
uh, four events went up for sale on uh, Ticketbrite, uh, Eventbrite even, sorry. So uh, um, Warhammer World um, have been back rapid fire, really, on events again since the new year. And their May events went up uh, a, a nice mixture. So we had a 40k match play event. That's your standard, you know, grand tournament style, serious game of 40k. Uh, £70 for a two-dayer. What also went off for pre-order, though, a pre-order sale, I guess, was Age of Sigmar Battles in Thondia. So this is, isn't it? It's, it's, the best way to describe it is Throne of Schools. I don't, they, they don't brand them Throne of Schools anymore, but it's essentially a, um, an, a tournament that is not just geared at people who like to play games. That is only one element of the score, with the rest of the score being based on painting and sportsmanship. I know all of us on the podcast are big fans of these events. As soon as I saw it, I bought the ticket immediately. Messaged the guys. Andy jumped onto the website, bought a ticket. So uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be bringing our armies. I'm thinking I might bring my Slanesh to that one, Andy. Yeah, I, I think Kragnos needs to um, <laughs> make his debut at that event. So it's battles in Thunder, isn't it? So yeah, he, he just need to come. Uh, so that looks really really cool. I don't know if tickets are still available. These tend to sell out super quickly. Um, there wasn't much of a, a, a fanfare on uh, Warcom before it went on sale. It was just an email. So I wonder if GW are maybe kind of trying different ways of releasing these because traditionally in, in the last few event kind of releases, it's been super hard to get a ticket. So mm. I kind of quite like that it was a bit of a quiet one and it was just like you click this link and if you get lucky, you've got it. Um, basically, the problem is a lot of people want to do events and there's, there's not enough capacity, is there? So... No. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, that's, I think that's just how it's always going to be. So it's, I think they're just testing the waters with different ways of sticking these tickets up. What is interesting, though, is that two more events went up. One day events, Chamber Initiates for Warhammer Age of Sigmar and the Legion Recruits for Warhammer 40,000. These are tournaments, one day tournaments aimed at uh, 16 and under 750 points armies that you take. And over the day, you complete various challenges, and at the end of it, you get a figure case. And during the day, the uh, Warhammer TV painting team are on hand to offer advice and help you with your painting. That sounds like a really, really cool event if I was 16. And, it, you know, Andy, you uh, <laughs> you may have jumped the gun on this one a little bit when you were on the, uh, the website earlier. Yeah, le- lessons learned, kids. Always <laughs> read the event pack before you buy a ticket. <laughs> it does sound amazing though it sounds yeah, really yeah. good I mean, I'm, I'm kind of jealous that i'm not 16 and under because that sounds like a great event yeah if, if i was i'd i'd be going for it that sounds great fun yeah so what do we i mean i think that's the first time i've done something with that and i think that's definitely a good thing um a, a an adult can come along per initiate for free as well they don't have to buy a ticket they come along as part of the event and there's lunch provided on the day so £35, I think that's that's really good for like a kid who's maybe, you know, getting into the hobby and wants to like play with some other people and obviously get advice from... Meet the Warhammer TV I want Peachy at the, uh, the Battles in Front of your event, Andy. I don't know about you. Yeah, me too. Peachy, if you're listening, make it happen. <laughs> yeah, just turn up and give us some painting advice mid-game. <laughs> uh, yeah, so really, really good. Um, again, I'm a bit sad we still haven't got a Age of Sigmar... Uh, um, Path to Glory event, but again, we still haven't had a supplement, so I think we're kind of waiting on that. Yeah, it still it still baffles me because like you, you look at forty. I mean, obviously, like COVID and there's been delays and what have you, but 
40k on what the six crusade book i i think we've had two or three crusade books for 40k since aos came out yeah there's been one per like narrative arc so hopefully i'm guessing what we might see is if the next season's all goof for example we then get a match play book and a path to glory book at that point it just means that we've had the first year without one sadly so we shall yeah. see and then finally we've got one more event it is not a games workshop event it's a purple sparkly unicorns event uh andy you probably have the details of this on hand <laughs> yeah um so it's on the 27th of february it's a one day 40k event um uh, down at the shavington social club uh and basically it's uh, a incursion size so it's only a thousand points um the idea behind it is we we've had events in the past which have been like 1500 points 1250 and, and people still aren't finishing their game so we're, we've gone for a bit more relaxed um event um by going into the incursion size um i think as of recording i think there's about eight tickets left um so you can head over to uh twitter or facebook's probably best way to to check it out and uh, just search uh, purple sparkly unicorns uh, and have a look the event pack and everything's on on facebook as well but yeah we, i mean i get to play in this one so you know i'm super excited yeah i'm playing too i'm playing too i'm gonna bring my gene stealer colts yeah we're all there so you can come and meet the spruce bruce team yeah so i think andy I, i'm sure i'm sure dave if you ask him nice they'll put the event pack in the uh the podcast post as well Dave, but only, <laughs> but only if you ask me nicely, Andy. We'll we'll, we'll see. Uh, I I can um I can make sure we play first round. You know, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. It, it, consider it done. Consider it done. Revenge. It, it needs to be had, Andy. I can't remember. Are we are we one for one or two for two? I think we've only uh, ever had one game, and you beat me with your custodies. You know what? I'll I'll, uh, I'll go with that. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> Bridge match then. There we go. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Uh, quite a bit in the old news there. So uh, we're going to kind of take the conversation about tournaments uh, into our next segment a little bit because we're going to talk about our project. So uh, keep listening. So for this next segment, um, we're actually going to be looking at projects that we're either currently doing or have in the pipeline. Um, A bit more of a a casual kind of chat, really, uh, about where we're up to in the hobby. Now, as you heard in the news, there's a few events coming up as well. And I'm sure uh, they're going to inspire some of the stuff that we're, we're going to be doing over the next few months. So we're going to go around the table. We're going to... You know, take it in turns discussing what we're, we're up to. Um, Jay, I think we'll we'll start with with you. I think it's pretty obvious what is your main priority at the moment. But do you want to take us through how your projects kind of go for 2022, uh, and and how you think the rest of the year will pan out? Uh, yeah. So I've sort of been a bit jealous that you've started this Tau Crusade, um, <laughs> and I'm really looking forward to getting the new Eldar Codex so I can start planning my own crusade for the Eldar. I, I'm hoping actually talking of events that Games Workshop do another Crusade event this year mm, because I'll, yeah. I'll definitely be taking the Eldar to that. Um, so like you, Dave, I really want to um, come up with like names for all of my characters and units and really try and tell a story with this army. I don't know what that story is going to be yet, but you know we'll see. And um, the extinction of the Tau, uh, the 
Absolutely butchered that joke. <laughs> Extinction of the Elder. Yes, we'll try. We'll try. We'll try, we'll try and kill some Tau. Yeah, that'll certainly be one of my craft, craft World Crusade teams. Uh, um, so that's really keeping me busy on the on the 40k side now. And to be honest, I think it's probably going to keep me busy for most of the year, I think. Similar to how the Lumnef sort of kept me busy on the Age of Sigmar side for a long time. And I couldn't really motivate myself to pick up a different Age of Sigmar army whilst having a Lumnef. Um, and I'm feeling pretty similar about the Craft World Eldar. So there's so many new models coming out, so many different builds of Eldar. You can have Rafer heavy, Guardian heavy, Aspect heavy. I think I'm going to have a lot of fun putting together this army. And the fact as well that with the Aspect Warriors, you can sort of um, vary your colour scheme a little bit. I was going to say, you've you've got a lot of different stylistically looking things in an Eldar army, haven't you? Yeah, that's it. If you're painting a hundred of the same model, even like the Corsairs we've been talking about there, that's, like you said, there's, there's dark Eldar vibes and all sorts of stuff going on there. Plus yeah. you've got the Harlequins as well, haven't you? Well, yeah, I mean, I've, I've got a big Harlequin army, but yeah, certainly had some more Harlequins. The Corsairs, I mean, I've got the um, um, some of the old um, Forgewild um, books with the Corsairs in with all the different colour schemes and stuff they had. There's some really, really cool Eldritch Raiders, Sunblitz Brotherhood, I think it was. Some really, really nice, flashy sort of colour schemes for the Corsairs. I'm thinking of doing mine like, um, uh, like a, a yellowy orange and red, uh, which I think was the Sunblitz Brotherhood. Um, to, to go you, alongside my blue and yellow Eldar. If you are a Warhammer Plus subscriber, I believe that Fall of Mimeria is now in the vault as well. Yes, yes, I, I saw that too, yeah. Um, and that's great because the Forge World uh, books have tons of lore and background and images and artwork and stuff in them. They're really, really cool books, those big campaign books. Um, so that, that's, I think that's going to be me sorted for 40k for the next 12 months. Um, I, I can't, I can't see any other faction that might take my fancy on the horizon or into the future. Um, but you never know. You never know with Games Workshop. Um, yeah. On the Age of Sigmar side, though, um, there's not a lot going on at the moment. I'm, um, I've got obviously a big army of Lumineff painting now. There are a couple of units that I still want to paint when I get back round to them, but I've got an army I can play, I can build in different ways, so I'm quite happy with where the Lumineff are at. Um, it'll be interesting to see what these mysterious codexes are, uh, battle tomes that are coming out this year, are, whether there's something there that might take my fancy, but at the moment, I don't know, I mean, I've got to always, like Andy, keep in the back of my mind, I've got my New Year's resolution, which was to paint an army for each of the major systems, so I'm, I might have to pick something <laughs> up for Age of Sigmar, maybe in the second half of the year, um, otherwise I'll be coming last again in, in the uh, resolution, although I don't think I come last, I, I was joint bottom, I think. I love, um, I love how you've, uh, you're, you're, you're getting the, the game plan in there for the hobby resolutions, that's the most important <laughs> thing in the year. <laughs> <laughs> too right, too right, I always forget until the end of the year. Um. And then I'm obviously, I, I mean, it's not just me. We're all waiting for this Horus Heresy book, the Horus Heresy box set and the new rules. Um, I've got down here the Blood Angels in front of me. I've got some Imperial Fists in the corner there, ready to go. And obviously, Cabanda's coming out now. Oh, Cabanda, Cabanda. Well, you see, on, on the Heresy point, it's oh, when is it weekend after next is the, the Black Library weekend. So obviously, those those new character models will be available then so you might be able to uh get a little bit of a it's whether you've got time for a breather of a blood angels and imperial fists model in, in between, between all the elder. Elder. 
<laughs> well, I mean, my other New Year's resolution was to paint something a bit different each month. Um, so I think those um, those two figures from the Forge World um, Open Day, sorry, the Black Library Open Day, they will satisfy that um, that resolution requirement, I believe. Well, I, I, at least they do in my mind. He's not an elder, that counts, yeah. Yeah, well, there you go, that's it, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so so that that's it, really, the, the, the focus for me. Eldar, Blood Angels and Imperial Fist, when we get some books. Age of Sigma, I'm not so sure. Lord of the Rings, I mean, I really like the Metal Gladriel Elves, and it's I'm, I'm really chuffed to see they're coming to um, Made for Order. I much mm. prefer them to the plastic ones, and I've got I've got about six of them, but I was um, I was thinking about getting a few more, looking on eBay for them, so I can um, get a small Helm's Deep-inspired force ready. Uh, now they're made to order, I might order 10 or so to, just to add to that army. So I've got um, yeah. small space. I do like those old ones. Excellent. Cool stuff. Um, I think um, I'll, I'll, I'll go next with, with what's kind of on my plate at the moment. So as we've discussed like this week and last week, um, the Tower, my priority. I've started this new Crusade video and article logo from the website and over on our YouTube channel. Um, and we also have the Purple Sparkle Unicorns One Day Tournament coming up. So my current plan is um, to build uh, a thousand points by the end of the month by the tournament. Um, I toyed about with quite a few lists. Um, I think I posted one in our private group chat, which was very suit heavy. But what that meant was buying stuff, uh, and it also meant that I kind of be going off what my original plan was for my crusade. And I didn't really like that. Um, I really wanted the beginning part of my crusade to centre around the 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 combat patrol box because it, 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 one of the points to my series is to show people who are maybe new to 40k, maybe new to crusade, how easy it is to get uh, an army up and running, a crusade army up and running. So with that in mind, um, I'm going to give you a sneak peek at my list for ooh, the unicorn ooh. event. Uh, so you can get a feel of what I'm going to be painting and taking. Um, so if we start with my HQs, um, I've already picked up a commander, which I'm going to build as an enforcer um, in, in the enforcer uh, variant. Um, he's going to have he's going to be absolutely stacked with weapons. He's going to have a cyclonic <laughs> iron blaster. He's going to have a missile pod. He's going to have a plasma rifle, and he's also going to have a flamer. Um, he's going to have a prototype system, which is the thermoneutronic projector, which is That's a fancy a, flamer. Um, also gives him a bit of combat punch as well. Um, he's going to have a full plus invulnerable save and ignore the first bit of damage that he takes um, as part of his relic, uh, which is the solid image projection. Um, and he's going to have a marker drone as well. And he's going to have the um, He's going to have the Warlord trait where basically he's re-rolling all his hits and wounds. So he's got all that firepower and then he's re-rolling hits and wounds. He's, he's going to be mental. Absolutely what, what toughness mental. is he, Dave? Uh, toughness 5, Matt. Toughness 5? Ooh, so 20 shotguns oh. wounded on fours for the gene stealers. Yeah, yeah I, can, <laughs> I can deal with him. <laughs> um, he's also minus one damage and um, yeah, he's just got the 4 plus vulnerable save. Oh, and he's also actually, Matt, sorry, um he will he's a two plus save as well because um he's an enforcer two plus save well that that i don't like um i'm gonna have an ethereal in my second hq slot he's the new fancy one on the hover drone Um, gonna be spending a cp to give him an extra relic he's gonna have the humble stave and um, to give him that uh, extra invocation that he can uh intone a turn 
Um, that's him. He's out of shield drone buddy as well. Uh, that's going to be like his best friend in the crusade narrative. <laughs> his best um, friend. His best mate. Um, I don't know. I can't. I meant to. I meant to get the book. Um, if you if you're a fan of the Tau or you want to get into the Tau, there was a book where they're fighting. Um, is it the Raven Guard? It's the Damocles Crusade. Damocles Crusade. Yeah. And there's a really the the book I've got is like three stories in one, and one of them centers on Commander Shadow Sun and her relationship between her and the drones. Like it really gives the drones characters, like the the, the really characterful. Um, so that's how I'm hoping to see my uh, drones in my Crusade, or at least one or two of them anyway. Um, oh, the the, so, be, the best um, the best Tau Black Library book I ever read, Dave, was called Firecast. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a really it, it, it the tower in it, but as sort of like the protagonist. Um, it's more about this uh, commissar that, 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 and they're in a in like a death world jungle. And it, it when I was reading it, it was um, very much reminding me of um, I don't know if you ever played Soul Reaver and Soul Reaver Two. Mm. Where... Is it the one with um, Shadow Sun and Shadow no, Sun ship no. gets shot down? No, there's no name characters in it, but oh, there's like okay. all these like mini bosses because obviously there's all chaos infecting this jungle. And the tower trying to fight the chaos, and the guards are trying to fight the chaos to get bogged down, and it's a really, really dark book, okay. um, but really, really good. Well, especially if, 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 you, you, are... like, if you like, look on Jay. I was gonna say if you like Imperial Guards and you like chaos and you like Tau, you'll like that book. Oh. Well, if you if you are interested in the Tau as well from a historical standpoint, Dave, Imperial Armor Three, the Taros campaign is also on the Warhammer Vault. So these these are like in-universe historical books looking back at an event that's happened. And this is the first conflict where the Tau encounter Titans and have mm-hmm. to develop weapons to take them down. And this is where they start using aircraft because to them, that is a, 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 a more manoeuvrable way of taking out Titans rather than using super heavy walkers of their own. I'll check those out. Um, carrying on with the old, the old list. This is a patrol detachment, by the way. Um, so I've only got the one troops choice, and that's a unit of ten uh, fire warriors, a strike team. Um, nothing special about these guys apart from they've got their support turret in the shape of a missile pod. Um, I've then got a couple of items in elite. So I've got a ghost keel battle suit with two fusion blasters, a psychonic iron raker, and a flare launcher. Um, and I've also got a unit of four stealth battle suits with a marker drone, all armed with burst cannons. Um, so that's like pretty. M- oh, sorry, <laughs> that's not a thousand points. There's also one more detachment. It's a super heavy, heavy auxiliary detachment, and it's oh, a storm no. surge. <laughs> Dave, Dave taking a storm surge to a thousand points. <laughs> I love how you almost forgot that part. <laughs> Oh, so um it's um even though it has a storm surge in it i don't think it's going to be very competitive at all because i've only got i think especially with ninth edition now you need lots of like troops choices and stuff for like um doing like you're retrieving nakaman data um your, your actions and stuff i've not really got much of that but the whole point of this beginning part of this tau army was to to revolve it around the combat patrol and this army list includes every unit from that box um so what i'm what, you, what you've got about i don't remember seeing a storm surge in the uh, i was just too. i was just about to say there are only a couple of units you would have to get in addition to that combat patrol the commander and in this case yes jay um the storm surge but that could easily be replaced with something else that you you know you could buy instead but i'd try to have a storm surge. 
well, yeah. Two hammerheads. Yeah, that's about the same. Yeah. So that's my um, that's my plan is to, to get that a thousand points up and running, ready for the, the unicorns, and it'll also be great for my my combat log. I'm probably then going to take a. I mean, I've got a few other tower units I can paint. I've got a couple of built broadsides which I'm looking at right now. I've got pathfinders because um, Darkstride will be painted as well, so he'll need some pathfinders to lead. Um, I've got some other crisis suits. Um, but I'm probably once I've got to a thousand points because I think that's a quite a heavy tower couple of weeks. Um, I'm then going to take a pause from the tower, I think, and I'm going to go back to my sisters of battle um, oh, nice. because I was really, really enjoying um, painting them up. And again, sticking with the narrative kind of point of view that I'm, I'm kind of really in the frame of mind for. I think that there's a lot of fun to be had with um, the Crusade content for the sisters, uh, and I've um, I picked up the can't remember what the name of the back box was, but at Christmas they did um, a big Battle Force box, so I've got that to build uh, and paint. Um, so I'm really looking forward to getting back on the sisters. I'll probably do exactly the same as what I've done with the Tau, take them up to a thousand points. Um, that's a you know good start to the Crusade and a little bit extra. Um, and then we'll see. Then I'm, I'm not quite sure. Uh, I might, I might probably go back to the town, take them up to two thousand, and then back to the sisters and take them to two thousand. And then I've kind of got all the major um, points, um, systems, and size of games covered for both of those armies. So I think um, that they're my two main sort of projects that are ongoing at the moment. Like you, Jay, I'm kind of struggling on the Age of Sigmar front at the moment. I really enjoy playing Age of Sigmar. But I can't seem to um, get myself going into to painting some. I've got a pile of Skaven that I could be getting on with, um, but I, I just I'm just lacking that um, push to do it. A few weeks ago, Matt, we had a, a really fun game of AOS Slanesh versus Ogres. We did, um, yeah. Really fancied the Ogres, and I still really fancy painting the Ogres. But there just seems to be I just seem to have this. Um, more drive towards 40k at the moment and i don't i don't know what that is uh, you should maybe... just embrace it I, I there's no point forcing yourself to paint a bunch of models you don't want to paint you may find in three months time dave you really fancy painting skaven and then you can just get your get painting yeah you paint skaven yeah and, you know yeah. If you're feeling the tower you're feeling the sisters do a really because i think as well that helps you get a really good finish on the models as well if you're yeah. really enjoying painting them you tend to spend a bit more time on them and try whereas if they feel like a chore i've got to get these painted you can sort of rush them a little bit and not end up doing them as well mm. as you would want to do them. And you can, you can kill your enjoyment for painting, forcing yourself to paint as well. And, and I think, know. I think, I think part of it is as well. I'm I'm so happy with like when when I do play the Sigma, I tend to use my my Ulrichs either with or without Kragnos, and I really enjoy using that army. And I think that also plays a little bit of a part. Um, you know, I enjoy that list. I enjoy those models. Um. Maybe that's my problem with 40k. Maybe there's not been a 40k army yet that's I've had that same feeling for. I, I don't know. It's a weird one, really. Um, but that, that's that's where it is. Obviously, just like you, Jay, we, we know we've, what battle terms we've got coming. Aside from this mysterious order and chaos, obviously we've got a top three um, coming up after this segment. Spoiler alert: there might be an Age of Sigma one in there, which could get me um, really excited and, and wanting to paint some Sigma models. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. Uh, other sort of spe- more specialist games, um, Matt. Every week, I think we talk about Necromunda. Um, I, I, after watching the teaser trailer over and over again for 
um, the Ash Wastelands. I really want to get my Orlocks built and painted, uh, yeah. as well as scenery. So I need to find some time to um, get my Orlocks painted. I mean, it's only a unit, you know, so it, it shouldn't take that long. Um, so I just need to carve out some time, probably after the Unicorn event. I'll probably concentrate on getting these town done. And then maybe um, I get those all locks before I start on the sisters. Well, that's, that's the good um, thing completed. with Exmunda. You've got a, a standard box of all locks. You can build and paint them, and that's your starting gang. And then as we play over the year, you can then add the other boxes and other characters and stuff. So there's not hmm. as big of a push to get in, you know, a load of models painted, which is good for a like, more casual game, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and that's that's really it. I, I, I have, I You're not feeling have some... the Horus Heresy, Dave? You, you, I'm going to be honest with you, Jay. No, not not really. Um, Can we cut Dave from the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. Maybe I, I need to get back to reading because I'm, I'm a bit behind on the Horus Heresy uh, in regards to the Siege of Terror books. I, I do find know. that reading the novels does sort of hype you up yeah. for playing the game. It yeah, it does. It does. I, I don't know if it's me. I don't know. I, I, I don't know why I can't seem to get myself really geared up for um the heresy um see i'm, I'm the same dave yeah I, I i think when it when we actually know what's happening and you know presumably when this new edition comes out and we actually kind of know you know what's going on and stuff then i think i'll i'll get a lot more excited but i'm kind of like yeah at the minute I, there's other stuff i'd rather be working on uh, the closest I got to getting really excited about the heresy um, is it, probably it might have even been 12 months ago. I spoke about doing an Iron Warriors army, but using quite a lot of the the current Chaos Space Marine parts. And I think that was the most excited um, I was for the heresy. Um, so I don't know. Maybe I need this 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 box and this relaunch to, to appear and I'll, I'll get caught up in the hype and... Um, I'll really enjoy it. Maybe it's the fact that I've got to kind of relearn another system to play the games. I don't know. I don't know. But um, I'm sure I will be taking part in it. You know, I'm absolutely positive I will be. I just need that bit of enthusiasm towards it. Um, Maybe it's just something I'm just so in order with, you know, 40k at the moment that it's kind of enveloping everything else um, that might not be helping. I don't know. I think I've waffled on for, for for long enough. So we should we jump over to you, Andy? Um, what what projects have you got going at the moment, and what's what's your forecast for the year? Oh wow, where do I begin? Um, so <laughs> uh, I start off with Age of Sigmar. Um, last year I did the Bone Reapers and I did Sons of Bear Mat. So I've got two armies that I haven't really had that much opportunity to play. Like I think I've maybe played about eight games with my Sons of Bear Mat. But I haven't played any games with my Bone Reapers yet. So I think with Age of Sigmar, rather than starting loads of new armies, my my idea is to reel it in a little bit. And rather than aim for 2,000 points, I'm just going to aim for 1,000 points. Um, and that way, hopefully, that should give me the motivation to clear a lot of these smaller little projects that I've got going on. Like I've got the... Um, Bloom Spike Gits that I bought from Jay, which was like almost what, like two years ago, something like that, maybe longer. Yeah, maybe longer than that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I, if I can get that done to a thousand points, great, wicked, it's done. Yeah, out of the way, sort of thing. You know, I, I, there's no real incentive for me at the minute to really take with Gloom Spike to two thousand points. 
And I just uh, mentioned earlier in the podcast that I bought the Shadow and Pain box. Well, I'm a huge Chaos fanboy, regardless of whether it's Age Sigma or 40k or anything. So I want to do Slanesh at some point, but I don't know if I'm quite motivated at the minute to do it to 2,000 points. Um, so I've got the stuff from Shadow and Pain. I've got some stuff that I bought from the Wrath and Rapture box set a couple of years ago. So I think with all that, that gives me a solid 1,000 points that I can use to play games with and stuff. I mean, yeah. yesterday I, I went back and rewatched um, the battle report that Matt and Jay had on our YouTube channel between the Dispossessed and the So White Grave Lords playing oh, yeah. the, the ritual scenario. And watching sort of like games like that really motivates me to get these smaller armies done. So I'm looking at my sort of like backlog and I've got the, the daughters, I've got Slanesh, I've got Gloomspike Gates, and then everything else for Age of Sigma is just going to be adding stuff to existing projects. So my my big drive this year is is the hobby resolutions. Um, and quite a lot of them are, I can tick off by painting stuff for projects that I've already got. So one of them is to add 500 points to three existing projects. Well, I've got my, my Disciples of Zinch Army. I haven't really got enough battle line units. So it's not difficult. You know, I can buy a box of Karakakalites, paint them up in a character. And that's probably roughly about 500 points. You know. um, I've got a Beast Claw Raider start collecting box that I got for Christmas. So again, you know, there's only five models in that. It's not horrendous big project to do so i think with stuff like that uh, it, it's going to be a case of rather than starting new armies just just finish off those little bits clear off a load of the backlog but my big thing is because i've got, got the bone reapers and i've got the giants i'm not I, i've got two armies that i can take to events and and play with that i've never played with before so I'm not in a huge rush to get a lot of these smaller projects done. Um, mm. I mean, like I said, the, the big thing for me this year is going to be getting the hobby resolutions done because I've never done it where I've ticked off every single thing on my hobby resolution list. And this year, I feel like this year is my year for it. I, I really feel motivated to do it. And it's really pushing a lot of my hobby at the minute, just doing this hobby resolution list. And one of the big things, I mean, Dave, you mentioned that you're, you're not really feeling Age of Sigmar at the minute, but you love playing the game. Well, for me, it, it's kind of the same, but with 40K. And I, I don't know why. Like, I love 40K. I love playing it. I love incursion games. Like, for me, incursion games of 40K are, are probably the most enjoyable Get type of games that I've had in, in this hobby in the last few years mm. but I'm just not that motivated to build and paint any 40k like one of my hobby resolutions is to get 2000 points of chaos for 40k painted and I left that one a bit open because I didn't want to commit to painting 2000 points of one army I wanted mm. to have the, the freedom of going oh I'll, I'll paint a thousand points of death guard and then when i Do get some bored, dark angels yeah exactly you know all heretics mm-hmm. you know um but i you know i was free i had got that that freedom to to do that um 
I mean, 40K's kind of been one of those the last few years where I've got stuff built and painted for it so that I can, like, the Purple Sparky Unicorn event that we've mentioned a couple of times coming up at the end of the month. I was looking at my Adeptus Custodes for um, using the new codex and using the new points and stuff, and I've only just got a 1,000 points. Like, I was sort of, you know, sweating a little bit because I was like, well, if I haven't got enough stuff to play at a, a PSU 1,000 point event, you know, as as an organizer for the Purple Sparkle Unicorns, you know, if I have to step in to be the spare player or whatever, I need to have that army done so that I can do that. Mm. So I think the big thing for me, like I said, loads of little Age of Signal projects, just trying to get them wrapped up. You know, maybe spend like two weeks painting Daughters of Cain, trying to get the Shadow and Pain box set fully painted up and that sort of stuff. But then it's going to be jumping around all these small little projects. But the, the big focus, I think, is going to be on the the 40K chaos and just trying to get get a solid 2,000 points that I can play with. I mean, we know that Chaos Knights are coming out at some point this year, probably like May, June sort of time. And I I really want to do one of those small elite armies like I've done with my Sons of Bear, Matt, where I've only got maybe five models in the army sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I've got the freedom of doing those smaller armies and just doing a thousand points. So I think with 40k, that, that's going to be my plan going into the rest of the year to to try and get 2,000 points of Chaos Knights done, and then just to add in a couple of incursion-sized armies, you know, throughout the the rest of the year. Um, in terms of like specialist games, obviously we've mentioned you know Aeronautica. Um, I want to get a small force done for that again. Yeah, the typical game size, Matt, is what, 200 points? Yeah, you don't need a load of models for that. Even 150 points you can have a game of Aeronautica with. Yeah, so so my thought is if I can get, again, like 150, 200 points worth of Aeronautica done, you know, if if one of you guys went, oh, hey, Andy, do you want to play some Aeronautica tonight? I've got that freedom that I can do that with. Same thing with Necromunda. You know, I picked up the rule book back in, uh, I think it was just before Christmas when we went down to um, Warhammer World. And yeah, I would really like to get, again, a small Necromunda warband done. And then obviously, like we've chatted about um, the Horus Heresy. Well, Iron Warriors, I fell in love with Iron Warriors straight from the get-go. Same thing with Blood Angels. Like Those are my two favourite legions from um both heretics and loyalists so again like trying to get a thousand points of horus heresy done and then again just play some small games you know just because and and i almost feel at some points that i've been brainwashed where i have to play two thousand points to play the game we got his own mortalis for um horus heresy which is where we might going to start yeah exactly just just smaller smaller games with less models just to build it up and one of the things that I love from like White Dwarfs and stuff is when you see like Tale of Many Gamers and Tale of Four Warlords and all this sort of stuff where they they don't do it in one go, they do it gradually over the course of like six months or whatever, just to build it up. So yeah, I I think my my big aim um obviously is try and tick off everything on my hobby resolution list. Do a bunch of smaller Age of Sigmar forces, try and get some 40k actually sorted so that I can go to a 
2000 point match play event and you know actually actually play an event because at the minute i've got 2000 points of 40k built and painted for one faction so you know if there's a friend of schools or whatever i can't i can't go to it at the minute um so i want to get that done and then what, like, not even the under 14s no <laughs> but i think it's under 60s but that's only seven <laughs> only 750 points so i might be all right with that one <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm five foot two, so I'm sure I'll get away with it. I, I, I'd blend in quite easily, shave a bit off, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I, I want to get 40k sorted so I can go to events, and then I think everything else is just getting little specialist warbands done, and then going into next year, I can just focus on whatever I've got left, basically, and that's basically my plan. Very cool. Uh, lots on Andy's plate there. That leaves one member of the team uh, who's always in some kind of project. He's always got some sort of project on the go. So, Matt, what, what's your project at the moment? What's what's your forecast for the future? Well, unlike most of you, really, um, Age of Sigma has my, my, my laser focus at the minute because we've got the um, Warhammer World team event in April, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And I'm really 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 want to get the slanesh force done for them i don't want to go with a super good army and try and uh, win games i'd rather take some awesome looking models and have some fun and i think we all pretty much share that for the team event mm-hmm. um and i have loved painting these slanesh models i did the the, the the twin souls and pain bringers and i just thought the models looked gorgeous the Slangor, yeah, they've been on my desk for a few weeks, but they, that's had some uh, website commitments that's delayed them a little bit. So I really want to get these these done. I One of my hobby resolutions is to have a bit of a, a, a hobby calendar, and I haven't done that yet, and I really need to, because I know you're painting an army in like three weeks, but realistically for me to get these to the standard that I need them to be done, I've, I've got two characters on my desk, and I've got the Bliss Barbs in the box, they need to be painted by end of February for me to stay on schedule for these. So mm-hmm. I need to keep a, a laser sharp focus on these and get them done. They should be, they should be, I should be able to do that. Then I've just got the, uh, the, the slick blade seekers to do because the majority of March and April is going to be spent painting two models, Zigvald and Glutos. And both of them, I want to go to town on. So, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, and I, I need, weeks to do them really so that is kind of my hobby focus for the first part of the year certainly until until april when the event is i've got the week off just before the event to get some finishing touches done because i I, i've got the i forget what it's called the the slanesh scenery piece and i've never been super pleased with how i painted it and i think to match these mortals i'll probably get another one and do it in the kind of like purple shaded gold because i think that yeah really really good if it matched the those guys and the same with the um the endless spell in the list as well i think and it's i i, I like having scenery to put out for our games anyway so it's not the end of the world if we've got two copies of the smash scenery piece so yeah so if we've got time i want to try and get that done however <laughs> spending the last two weeks painting up the uh the the the, the word bearers for the um eldritch omens review i am super excited to start doing some chaos space marines again Mm. I, I bought I bought the battle box with the intent of 
of doing a Chaos Beast Marine army for the new Codex. When it became clear that it wasn't coming anytime soon, it's kind of sat waiting for the time to come. Now that we know that probably towards the summer, we're going to get Chaos Beast Marine book. My plan is to go from doing the Slanesh stuff and slide into the Chaos, paint up all that Chaos Beast Marine stuff so that I've got one of each unit painted ready for the new book to drop. Oh, I quite cool. like to yeah. do that from a, from a modelling point of view anyway. That's that's how I built my Slanesh army. I've got, right, one of each unit. Awesome. Cool. I've got all the options. Just from a, from, from, from a, from a website point of view, I quite like having it so we can stick the images of the painted models into the review from a, from a gameplay. I don't know. Maybe it's the collector in me. They've got to catch them all element. It's nice having one of each unit. And then, you know, we've, we've played a lot more uh, Path to Glory and Crusade rather than traditional 2000 point match play games. I think we've all said it in this segment, haven't we? I mm-hmm. think the, the, the current game is at its best in those small points, narrative based games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. You know, yeah, I, I, I fall in love with the 1,000 point game formats. I think they're they're quick, easy. You don't have to build as much. You don't have to paint as much. And you could take a tree lord in your Sylvaneth army, which I think you did, didn't you, Jay? And I take all the tree lords. <laughs> yeah. Oh, in that, in that 1,000 point game, I did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they, and they do well. Whereas 2,000 point games, it's well, we've said this before. A thousand points is a lot of these units are fine when you take one, but when you start spamming them, they get like a force multiplier. Yeah. You know, an army full of keeper of secrets is terrifying to face, but an army with one keeper of secret in, which at a thousand points, you struggle to get more than one in, really. They're fun to play against. So I I, I think one thousand points is a sweet spot because you just can't spam all the super death star units. You you, you can't. So. Yeah, and again, that compared to buy a kind of want to paint one of each chaos unit because i'm not i'm not intending to have this where I'm, I'm i'm spamming those units i can make a crusade force and pick okay i'll have this unit i'd have it because i'll have this um i'd mm-hmm. defiler whatever i can have a random assortment and then mix it up and i can add different units to my crusade list and you don't have to worry about chasing the meta i don't think that's mm-hmm. something any of us have maybe andy in the past when you're in your tournament days yeah nowadays i think it, it's We'd rather have fun games with cool painted models. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so that really covers my f- first kind of six months of the year, getting the Celestia done, getting the Chaos Space Marines done, presumably Chaos Space Marine book drops, and then I can paint the new kits that come out for that. Happy days. Um, Horus Heresy, yeah, I mean, me and Jay, we've been we've been <laughs> dying to do this new Heresy edition for years, haven't we? And it's yes. not come out yet. Uh, I've got a, a, last year. I painted up a Sons of Horus army and I've got a couple of units I need painted for that. And then I've got like 3000 points of Sons of Horus done. So I've certainly got enough painted to do kind of zone mortalis and stuff. I'm tempted to um, add some like missing units. So but back when I kind of got back into the game proper, I collected demons for, for Warhammer Fantasy Battles. And I've got lots of demons across all the various flavors of demons. But there are some, you know, models that I've not painted yet. So the, the new Bloodthirsters, the new uh, Keeper of Secrets, all the, a lot of the new Greater Demons aren't painted yet. So I want to kind of like plug those gaps in the missing models that I haven't got in the collection. And then I'm thinking for when Heresy drops, I could do it, you know, a, a, a Runestorm Demon Force for something a bit mm. different. I can paint up Cabanda. I can paint up the, the various Horus Heresy, um, you know, demon demon characters. Because 
I've got an Empress Children army. I've got a Sons of Horus army. I'd like to do a Word Bearers army for for Heresy, but um, you know, I, I think I'd like to take the demons because that's something different. So yeah, I think that's a good idea. You've got enough Astartes units, haven't you? So exactly, yes. Yeah. So that's, plus... that's the immediate focus for that. Oh, go on, Jay. I was going to say you, you can add them as like allies to a word bearer army and things like that anyway in for in uh, 30k. Yeah, exactly. And then I can just do a gradual. It might be I get towards the end of the year and actually yeah, I really fancy painting some some space marines so I can do my word bearers. The the color scheme that I've got, which I got from Duncan's um, painting website. Yes. Painting Academy. Um, dead easy. Lead Belcher, Basilica and grey over everything. That then shades the silver and darkens down the silver panels. And then flesh terror red applied like a felt tip pen over the panels and you don't get any kind of um, kind of tide marks or anything. It's really, really quick to do. Uh, you could easily do any kind of metallic space marine legion using that. So, yes, yeah, so that's the kind of the bits that I want to touch on as one of my hobby resolutions. I wanted to paint something for every every system including specialist games so obviously there's a lot of systems to get in there aeronautica i want to paint up my stuff out of wrath of angels as word bearers because thinking ahead if they ever do epic i'll be able to use those models with my eventual epic word bearers army mm. if that you know if that happens but you know it, it's uh, i'm going to chance my bets with that because i think it's likely um obviously next wonder i've got a few painted gangs already but i'd really like to get some paint on some of the other gangs that i haven't built yet just so that if jay or andy or dave or whoever fancies some like a little necromunda campaign i've got models people can use for different gangs and then they don't mm. have to commit to the game and you know buy a load of models they can kind of test the water with them mm. uh, and likewise blood bowl i picked up the lizard man and corn team recently because uh, I, I just fancy painting the models and again i think it'd be fun to be able to have you know, one night I give one of you guys a shout and just have a quick game of Blood Bowl rather than a big, you know, full on game of something. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking these kind of like little warband team, couple of planes, whatever, a nice kind of palette cleanser between projects. Because when it gets to April, I'll have been painting pretty much Slanesh continuously for a couple of months. So it might be nice to paint up a Lizardman Blood Bowl team or something just for mm. something a bit different. So, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, so that's my. That's my hobby plans for the year. Now, inevitably, a, a new codex or battle tone comes out and that all, all goes out the window. But so far, you know, I've, I've managed to stick to that. I haven't painted anything outside of either website stuff or the Slanesh. So, yeah, going well so far, I think. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? We, we don't know what well, we do sort of now what's coming and it's like anything could interrupt us we've got we know now that the tyranids after the eldar are going to be the next book now i've got i've got a bit of a tyranid force that new book maybe want me to go back to those um i'm looking at my shelf at the moment and i'm seeing my thousand sons data cards i've got a load of thousand sons that i actually really fancy building and painting but they're just gonna have to join the queue um unless something happens later on in the year that maybe makes we want to concentrate on them. I don't know. There's just so much going on. So much yeah. going on. Um, and as Matt said, um, things that are going on this year, we could have a lot of battle tomes and codexes. It's time to pick out our top three we'd like to see. So we'll be right back. So it is time for this week's top three, our, our favourite segment of the podcast. And this week, 
we're going to be talking about our top three battle tomes or codexes that we'd love to see released this year. So books that we hope to see in 2022. Now, this could be bonkers. There could be some out there selections. There could be some that genuinely could be on the horizon. Um, so we'll have to wait and see what we all pick. Uh, now, we have also asked you guys for your thoughts. Uh, we'll be reading those out in the final segment after this one. Um, so, yeah, keep keep listening. I'm going to start us off this week with my um, top three. So for my third choice, um, Matt and well, all of you might be expecting this to be a little bit further up in my list. But my third choice is going to be a battle tome for Age of Sigma, and it's going to be the Skaven. Skaven. Hmm. So this is a potential contender. Uh, we do know there's a Chaos book coming out before the end of the year. Um, we don't know what it is. We know it's coming out at the same time or roughly the same time as an order book. Um, it could potentially be the Skaven. Uh, no, now the Skaven I've... are definitely not going to be the order book, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> um so i've got quite a lot of skaven i did start painting them i did enjoy what i painted of them um but i just seem to be lacking the drive to matt do you remember when we were queuing up outside warhammer world in the freezing cold i remember that and that skaven um warp lock engineer was it with the doom rocket was uh, revealed as we were queuing up how long ago was that that was pre-lockdown years ago years ago and then it hasn't got 2018, yeah, and you still haven't got a Skaven army, Dave. I tell you what, though, Jay, that particular model you just spoke about is one of my only painted models for my Skaven army. Oh, well done, nice one. So um, I have actually, yeah, I have actually got a surprise. Did you just say one of your only painted models for your army? That if that's the only painted model you've got, you can't call it an army, Dave. No, I've got. So I've got, I've got that. I've got that, an army. I've got that <laughs> engineer. Giants. I've got that engineer painted. I've got. Half a unit of um, not even a war cry war band. <laughs> I've got half a unit of um, I can't even remember what they're called storm fiends. Um, I've got about 10 clan rats, which is nothing really compared to <laughs> how many clan rats you need painted. Um, I've got a um, claw lord painted, um, and that's it, I think. Um, so yeah, not 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 much at all. Um, and I do really like it. I really like the lore. I really, I really like the the sort of funness of the Skaven. And I'm hoping the arrival of a new battle tome will be like, yes, this is um, this is what I want to 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 get painted up and see. What I wish I had your willpower, Matt, because you mentioned earlier on in the show that you kind of think, okay, there's a Chaos Space Marine book. We're probably going to see it this year. So I want to have an army ready for when that book lands. That's such a sensible way of doing these things it's, all, it's almost than, as if when the book comes out you've got an army ready to use it rather than starting yeah, to take the army i know the book i know i know so you're preempting rather than reacting which is what i tend to do a lot of so you know uh, do i just you know get this these 40k projects done and then just get back on skaven we'll see there might be something else that might persuade me otherwise but that's for in a few moments, because we're going to go to my number two choice. And my number two choice, I'm not going to lie to you, is cheating. cheating. So <laughs> there was there was a couple that, that what was going to be my second choice, but I thought I'd be at like a bit of a broken record was going to be Codex Imperial Agents. 
Um, <laughs> I think we all know. To be fair, because... we haven't heard that on the podcast for a few months, have no, we? No, we haven't. We haven't. And I still think it needs to be done. All your rogue traders, all your inquisitors, all your assassins, all in one book. Um, I'd love to see it. Especially now they've all got the Agents of Imperium keyword. But anyway, that's not in this top three. Um, I thought I'd go for it for a completely different top three. So my second choice is instead of kind of going Battletoon Codex, I'm going to go new rulebook, a okay. new system rulebook. Oh. And I'm going to go the Horus Heresy. Okay. Um, And I don't know why, but as we've kind of been talking about this on this podcast, it's got me thinking <laughs> a lot about the Heresy. And I'm glad I put it in my top three, actually. Um, because the turnaround from ten minutes ago in the show, where you're like, yeah, I've, got no enthousi- I've got no enthusiasm for it, and now suddenly <laughs> I'm talking about it. But this was genuinely in my top three before the recording, um, and that's because I don't. You guys, especially Matt and Jay, you really pumped for for Heresy coming. And again, this is going back to Matt's preempting rather than reacting. I, I, I'd like to, I, you know, I want to take part in games of Horus Heresy. You guys, it's an it's an epic story. It's you know, it's it's what the 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 forty gig game is is based on and I want to be part of that I want an army that I can use for that um and I think um once the the rule book and stuff arrives that'll you know I I'll get swept up in the enthusiasm um for it um I just I just wish I could get that earlier than when the book lands but I think I d- I definitely want to see new heresy this year um and I prefer just to go slightly off. I prefer it to have a new rule set rather than 8.5 or whatever it currently is. But, you know, we'll have to wait and see what, what that's so, going so, to so be. So you'd want brand new, more ninth edition styled? I would. I would, yeah. I would like it to oh. be more accessible. See, I don't know. I miss whole values, facing, initiative values. I miss it. And don't get me wrong, I love ninth edition Warhammer 40,000. I do think it's great, but... I do miss, like, I mean, your Empress Children might have him plus one initiative on a charge or whatever yeah. it was. I just miss that. I miss that. It's I, I more, think, like, nerdy, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think we'll see. Heresy, is it a parallel world where the new edition of 40K didn't happen and it's a refinement of the Heresy edition? And I also think we'll see the same for, age, uh, for uh, the old world because then that gives you two entry-level mainstream games and then two more advanced complex games for the nerds. Mm, yeah okay but uh, but yeah that's that's my second choice and that leads me to quite a surprising uh, well it's a twofer so this is a completely twofer. broken a twofer yeah so for my top choice and again we're looking towards the the chaos battle tomes that we could see this year i've always fancied a, a chaos army for uh, age sigma and obviously i'm aware this game is now a chaos army in the lore and stuff but i'm talking a proper greater demon led chaos army so i would like to see before the end of the year ideally blades of corn but i would also take disciples of zeech oh um because i've always kind of been torn between those two gods mainly i've kind of always interesting been a little because bit torn. them two gods hate each other don't they <laughs> <Yeah>, those, <laughs> those two gods are fighting over dave's soul yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I know I've always been a little bit tempted by Nurgle, mainly because I really enjoy painting Death Card. But if if I'm truly honest, it's been those two gods that I've always kind of you know tempted me um, for Sigma. So that's what I would like to see um, as my number one choice, one or both. You know, I'll take both, so I can choose between the two. With Zinch versus Corn. Corn, there you go. The best of both worlds. Um, I know neither of them are really due any new models because they both got 
quite new ranges, haven't they? Um, they've both got gorgeous greater demons. Uh, so um, it's not really the range that's the problem. I just want something to sway me to finally get a chaos, a proper, proper chaos army for um, for Age Sigma. Plus, and, and you've always, well, and Andy, I know you're a big uh, fan of this. You can use them in 40k as well. So if you go for the more demon side rather than the mortal elements, so um, well, and as, as, as previously discussed, a threefer if you uh, go for heresy as well. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very true. So that's that's my top three. Um, Matt, let's let's go for you next. Well, that segues quite nicely, Dave, because mm. my number three choice is a twofer as well, and it is a Legion of the Dark Prince dual release for Age of Sigmar and 40k. Mm. So. Codex Demons is super, super old now. To play Demons, you need about 18 books, and nobody enjoys that, so I don't play them. <laughs> um, and in Age of Sigma, obviously we've got the God-specific books, and we've got the rules in, in the Bellacor book, letting you do Bellacor's Legion of, of Demons. I think the time is right that we get a proper battle tone with Bellacor and friends for both Age of Sigma and 40k, because, you know, I'd be all over that. I love me some Demons. I imagine that would probably interest you as well then, Dave, if you could take a corn and zinch army. Um I don't know actually, Matt. I oh. don't know if I I don't know if I, I prefer... like corn. I like zinch, but corn and zinch, no, 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 no. I, no, I think I think I, I think I genuinely would prefer to go for one god or the other. Mm. But I say that, I mean I love the Bellacore model. But no, actually I'm gonna stick with what I originally said. I think I'd rather stick with one god or the other. There you go. Well, you know, you, the, the 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 road to um, chaos has got many paths. So, you know, whichever whichever path you want to tread, Dave, I will <laughs> fully support your corruption. Uh, so yeah, so we basically Codex Demons, Battle Tome Demons. I I think we probably will see Battle Battle Tome Demons at some point. It's just what they do for the army mechanics, isn't it? Because a lot of these armies are built around the summoning. Uh, I mean, to be fair. How they've done it in in the uh, Bellicor book probably works. You can just kind of refine that into a, a proper battle term, can't you? Mm-hmm. And I'd like to see summoning become a proper thing in 40k with that as well, rather than having to pay points for it, have it built into an army mechanic. Yeah, I think if you design an army around that, I think that's not a problem, is it? It's when it's bolted onto existing armies it becomes a problem yeah. because you've got the potential for it to be a bit overpowered. But if that's the army mechanic then yeah, they could make that work because you balance it in other ways, though, don't you? Yeah, exactly. And there's, you know, there's, you know, they, they could different. I don't know. Instead of reinforcements, you, you even, I mean, heresy. You don't even deploy them to the battlefield. You deploy through like demonic rifts and stuff. You could do something really different with demons because let's face it, they're not from this universe. They wouldn't operate like a normal army. No. So yeah, that's what I'd like to see anyway. So my second choice is still on the chaos theme. And it is Chaos Dwarden, something that we have seen heavily hinted at over numerous books now. You know, dwarves are cool, but Chaos Dwarves are even cooler, aren't they? They are hotter, actually, aren't they? They are, they are. Um, And Age of Sigmar is a great opportunity to, like, redefine the Chaos Dwarves and give them a new look and a new identity and just go to town. All the wacky kind of, like demon engines that they've got and their weird mounts and stuff you could do something really kind of new for age of sigma that still captures the vibe of the chaos Dwarden, 
but you know give them something different you know hobgrots are a thing now who are you know basically hobgoblins we know that they work with the chaos dwarves so interestingly they're not a battle line option for the cruel boys but they could potentially be for the chaos dwarves and use them as sacrificial shields for the yeah, mechanics absolutely. like the, the, the gretchen in 40k so yeah i think there's lots of really cool stuff you could do with chaos dwarves so that is my second choice but my first choice and this isn't going to happen well, it might happen it's probably not going to happen this year is well back when i started playing 40k it was it was a glorious time uh carnifexes came on square bases everything was painted red we had a glorious second edition box that came with a cardboard dreadnought they were heady times i admit you know indomitus is a lot better than what we had there but what we did have back then was an army of dwarves riding motorbikes <laughs> with bolters. <laughs> now, you can't tell me. You can't tell me, Dave. And I know what you're going to tell me because I'm be happy about it. You can't tell me that people wouldn't want an army of dwarves riding motorbikes with bolters in the current day. Uh, yeah, you're probably not wrong, Matt. I, there's probably <laughs> going to be a legion of fans. Uh, I'm probably not one of them, but um, if it sways it, if it sways it anymore, they did wear sunglasses as well. <laughs> Sold. Were the were the Tommy Hilfiger sunglasses? Were they Tommy Hilfiger? Uh, I don't know what brand they were. Other other brands are available. Um, yeah, uh, yes, they were a little bit silly, but I think that concept of space dwarves, space dwarf biker gangs with a technological vibe to them would be so cool in the game the hard bits making them distinct from space marines and astra militarum because they're like a weird an ad mech yeah because they're a weird like juxtaposition of the three of them aren't they Mm -hmm. but i think there is room for something fun like that in 40k even if and i I will i will make a concession even if it's just a kill team that's available to other imperium armies yeah i can see that's how it starts myself similar to how they're doing the eldar corsairs yeah you could envision an eldar corsair um, codex at one point uh, you know at some point in the future um but first let's get a unit out so yeah a unit of dwarf bikers or a unit of dwarfs and exo armor and then yeah. and then you add to it later well you could yeah. have them replace rattlings couldn't you and then you could yeah right you in. could yeah i don't think the rattlings will be happy about that andy <laughs> <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have the rattling union on the phone now we can't yeah. be dealing with that <laughs> <laughs> so yes that's my first choice squats Excellent. Very interesting top three. Uh, Jay, enlighten us with your top three. Now then, I, I went a little bit overboard, I think, in, uh, <laughs> in my top three. I went a bit a bit off uh, off the brief, but we'll, we'll go. We start off pretty sane. So we're starting off in the uh, Mortal Realms, Age of Sigmar. There's a couple of battle tomes I'd really like to see. I'm really looking forward to um, Malarian and the Shadow Elves to add as like a counterpart to my Light Elves. Uh, mm. And I can already see like them spread across my uh, model shelves, the t- Teclas, Tyrion and the, 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 the white, blue, gold elves on one side and then whatever shadowy elves and demons we have on the other side. Really looking forward to that. But actually, what I'd also like to see is a Kanofi battle tome, a dedicated Kanofi battle tome. So not one that's folded into Sylvaneth, which potentially is probably what we will get initially if we get any extra Kanofi stuff. But I think there's enough about the Kanofi to, to make them into their own faction. You know, we've got the different elf factions, and I think this would be a more elf-focused faction than the Sylvan FR, more Tree Spirit and Alariel Realm of Life. Mm. Um, I've read um, background about the Kanafi that they inherit traits from the different mortal realms they inhabit, uh, which is why you've got 
um, Kenofi from the Realm of Beasts, which are like almost like centaur and um, satyr, half half sort of um, animal, half elf. And then you've got the elves from um, the uh, is it the Realm of Death, the um, near the Cursed City, the uh, Quelaphis, the Exile. Um, so I think I think that looked pretty cool. Um, so as I was dreaming away, I thought, yeah, that's that's one battle to come down now for my next two. And then I sort of got a bit carried away now. So prepare yourselves, guys. So we've got Warhammer games set in all different kinds of um, universes and settings. Um, and there's so much history and background to a lot of these settings that my next two sort of codexes that I'd like to see are based in this history that Games Workshop have created. And the first one, which is quite topical, I think, with me painting Eldar on the desk, is some codexes from that time when mankind hadn't left Earth yet, uh, and it was the war in heaven. Um, and you've got the superpowers of the galaxy who are now extinct, the old ones fighting their wars against the Cetan and the Necrontier with pre-fall Eldar and pre-fall Orcs, who I think were called the Crocs at the time. All these races that the old ones spawned to fight back um, against the, their enemies. Um, and I just think you can go mad here. I mean, the Horus Heresy settings. It's, it's been a great sort of setting for expanding the um, Adeptus Astartes background with lots of new units and characters for the different legions, new vehicles. And you could certainly do that with a, with a War in Heaven um, themed Eldar codex with the um, um, Eldar gods, the Azorman and Vol and Cain representing yeah. similar like profiles to the Primarchs. Um, bouncing baby Slanesh. Yeah. <laughs> um, of course, you've got like... I'm, I'm an ambush here for my 3.5 choice on this vibe. Codex Mega Arachnids, Jay. Codex oh. Mega Arachnids, yeah. So, um, I mean, the War in Heaven is quite well documented. There's quite a lot of cool fluff about the War in Heaven. I recommend people go and read about it because it is quite cool. And a lot of the sort of Eldar mythology is tied to that sort of period in time. And I remember reading one um, passage, and I'm not sure if it was actually in the third edition Craftworld Eldar book, and it's an Inquisitor sort of recounting these tales of the Eldar. And the tales of when they first fought the Necrons, for example. And he's sort of half telling it as a story. And then he's sort of questioning, well, actually, you know, some of this is probably based in reality. You know, these Eldar gods did strive to battle alongside them. Surely the Eldar believed that was the case anyway. Um, and then I thought, well, that's such a cool time period. But there's another time period as well, which as we've learned more about the Horus Heresy, and the Horus Heresy has become less of that sort of fuzzy, distant you know, half written, half written passages in rule books where just alluding to the sort of brief conflicts of that time, all, all quite mythological and not sure what was real and what was not. That's all now been padded out with the Horror Heresy series. And yet, if you go back further in time to the Unification Wars, mm. when the Emperor was trying to unite Earth and then Mars and the Moon, and he was raising his armies of Thunder Warriors to go to war against techno barbarians and mutant warlocks across the surface of Earth. How many cool codexes could you get from that time period? Can you imagine, like, tanks with forbidden weaponry from the Dark Age of Technology, proto-dreadnoughts, um, chaos-wielding sorcerers leading, like, legions of mutants out into battle against um, the Emperor and his sort of, you know, small retinue of custodian guard, the proto-Astartes. You know what? Thunder Warriors versus Techno-Barbarians, in my mind is basically Necromunder scaled up into a 40k scale game with all sorts yes. of wacky stuff. <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, to me, that sort of era of mankind is becoming 
what the Horus Heresy used to be for me. You know, the Horus Heresy, we had a couple of passages. We knew the Emperor was mortally wounded fighting Horus. We know he's been sitting on this golden throne for 10,000 years. We knew, you know, there were some Primarchs, the, you know, what the, the sort of achievements that they, 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 that they um, contributed to in that age. But now it's sort of less of a mystery now. Um, but you have to go further back in time to sort of get that same feeling again. So, yeah, I think there's about 15 different codexes in my top two there. I apologise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, codex technical barbarians, I'm all over. <laughs> yeah. More than squats. <laughs> so, yeah, that was more like a top 15 from uh, from Jay there. <laughs> Andy, do you want to finish us off with your top three? Yeah, so my top three, uh, again, mine mine's a bit of a cheat. I haven't got three, I've got five. Um, <laughs> we've just not been so, good this time. So basically, <laughs> so basically, between the four of us, we've not put together one constructive, decent, just top three, top three. That's because we're so enthusiastic about our hobby. That's all it that's is. So, yeah, so good point. Good call. Um, good so save. This is in no particular order because I kind of want all of these at the same time. Um, my, my third choice, I'll go for. Um, Oh God, where we go? I'm gonna go for world eaters. World eaters. Mm. Now we saw Calm the Betrayer. He came out ages ago now, and he's such a gorgeous model, and he's so cool, like narratively speaking. He belongs in a legion. He belongs leading an army of world eaters. And we've had Death Guard. We've had Thousand Sons. We know we're getting Chaos Space Marines at some point this year. But I think what would be so cool is to see Angron, tons of world eaters, you know, Terminators, new corn berserkers, which let's face it, they are in desperate need of a new kit. Yeah. Oh, they are. But but berserkinators would be cool, wouldn't they? Berserkinators. Oh my yes. <laughs> and then, you know, throwing like juggernauts and all this sort of stuff, you know, there's so much they could do with world eaters and I mean, I know you were speaking before about saying, you know, Corn and Zinch are your favourite art um, chaos factions, Dave. For me, Corn, I don't want to say he is my favourite because I've got a bunch of armies but behind me that are chaos that are not Corn, but he's definitely tied with number one, and I would love to see him in the forty-first millennium. Mm. Now. I'd like to see, like, Angron and stuff. I think they're a very interesting legion. But like you just said, Andy, I think it's just those Berserker models, isn't it? Just yeah, kills the army. Yeah, but they're, they're so old now. I mean, I've seen so many people do conversions and stuff with, with like, uh, Blood Warriors from Age of Sigma and stuff like that. You know, just throwing um, a, a 40k Chaos Space Marine backpack onto them and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But I really want new Corn Berserkers. You know what? I think they're a good contender for new edition. You have an Armageddon themed 10th edition starter box with new Corn Berserkers, Corn Terminator versus Steel Legion. Steel Legion yeah, Plastic Steel Legion. I think that'd work really well as an intro box. Yeah. 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 Um, and then I'll, I'll tie this in with my third choice because, you know, I'm that kind of guy. Um, obviously, Chaos Space Marines. We know we're getting it. But I really want it, and I really want it now. Yeah, I was I was a bit gutted that the pro, uh, if you've not read the review, the profiles in the Eldritch Omens box are the old profiles, sadly, uh, and it makes sense because I get Dame Games which didn't want to be in the situation where 
those new rules are locked to a battle box that's probably not going to be available in a couple of weeks time so i get that but i, I want the new rules now desperately yeah give them two wounds you know get, i mean chosen i'm surprised that they have a weapon skill three plus you know would it be that bad if you gave them a two plus but then uh, stone guard and stuff don't have a two plus ballistic skill or weapon skill do they so um, but yeah, but so that, that's my third choice: world eaters and, and chaos space rings. My second choice, and again, this is a this is a twofer because I think this would be perfect for a battle box, is Beast of Chaos, which I love. I've wanted to do a Beast of Chaos army since I was about twelve. <laughs> I got into the hobby when I was eleven, so it's a long time now. And they need an update, like just bring out a new battle tone, bring out a couple of new models, you know, plastic Beast Lord, plastic Tomb Ball. You know, maybe a plastic razor gore and a tusk gore chariot that builds, you know, or something like that. I'd be all over a new beast of chaos army. But at the minute, the the army itself is fine. But I think the war scrolls in the, so say, the battle tome itself is fine in terms of army allegiance abilities and that sort of stuff. But the war scrolls are just so bad that it. I, I just can't justify starting them at the minute. But I think a new Beast of Chaos battle tone would be amazing. And then to go alongside them, because we know we're getting a Chaos battle tome and an Order battle tome, and I'm hoping it's Beast of Chaos that are the Chaos battle tome. But the Order battle tome, I would love it if it was a Silver Neff Kenofi battle tome. Because Wood Elves... Uh, I've always been a huge fan of Dark Elves. They're so cool. They're so dark. They're, they're really awesome. High Elves are a bit too much towards the light. They're too good for me. You know, <laughs> I, I prefer chaosy sort of elements to armies. But then looking at like Wood Elves back in fantasy, they were kind of like the in-betweens. You know, they, yeah, Wood Elves weren't necessarily the good guys, were they? Yeah, yeah, they were definitely not the good guys. But at the same time, they weren't bad you know they've yeah. they fought against chaos and i think having seen the underworld warband we got back in beast grave i think it was so that was back what second edition i think it was for underworlds um you know seeing those half centaur models seeing the um the ones with bows and you know seeing almost like ungor looking elves it was so cool i, I can't believe they haven't done anything with that aesthetic look yet. Yeah. And you're right, that'd be a great battle box. The classic Beastman versus Wood Elves, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could have, you know, a couple unit of gore, some best of gore and a monster against, you know, a bunch of archers and some Waywatcher sort of things. And then you could have some centaur, almost like wild rider sort of look to them. You know, and I think that would just be amazing. Um, and, you know, from, a, from an army construction point, we've got the what, what they call it now. We can have, um, you know, forces from other tomes within your army without breaking oh, um, any yeah, rules. Allies, only. I can't remember what they are now. They're aligned. Yeah. Uh, coalition units. Coalition, that's it. And that's how you could include the Sylvaneth units within a, a pure Kernothi force, maybe. Yeah, and then that way you're. You can, you know, even Sylvaneth players can can jump into it straight from the get go. You know, maybe they buy a battle box and they combine it with a tree lord and some Kurnoff hunters and maybe a branch witch, and boom, you got a thousand points. 
So I think that would be a super cool battle box. And I'm kind of hoping that's what's coming out in the summer. I mean, as an educated guess, I think it's probably Skaven and Lizardmen, but I'm kind of hoping it's it's Beastmen and Kernoffy. That that would be like that would be my choice personally. So that's my. Uh, second I'm choice. fairly I'm fairly sure me, you, and Jay would buy a copy of that battle box if that was the case. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my first choice combines two things that I love. It combines chaos. And it combines dwarves. <laughs> so, yeah, for me, Chaos Dwarfs would have to be number one. I mean, back in fantasy, I played um, 8th edition fantasy all the way through. And I think it was about five years of 8th edition fantasy. And the only army that I played back in 8th was dwarves. I absolutely loved them. Loved the look, loved the feel, loved the background behind them. They were so cool. And then when the Hobbit um trilogy films came out one of the things that i loved about them was we got to see dwarfs that weren't yeah they were small but they were small humans effectively you know and they had these big grand halls and yeah they weren't perfect you know they had you know they were incredibly greedy whoa 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 whoa. i know (laughs) i know perfect yeah, they they are pretty perfect. You know, they're like ninety nine 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 point nine percent perfect. But um, you know, and and just seeing the the look of dwarfs in the Hobbit films and stuff, all of this sort of stuff just made me fall in love with dwarfs all over again. But since Age of Sigmar's come out, like Fire Slayers are great, but we don't have that model range. You know, we've only got three units that aren't heroes. We've got an insane amount of heroes, but not a lot of units that aren't. And then looking at the KO, one of the things that I I love KO because they're steampunky and they're dwarves. Great. I love them both. But I hate those flying stands and I can't. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. The ships are a nightmare. The Sky Wardens and Endring Riggers, again, just a nightmare. And I don't like them. But if they brought out an army of dwarves, that was also chaos. And like you were saying, Matt, if they do sort of a reimagined version of them mm. with like demons coming in and you know maybe you have a, a unit of dwarfs that are almost possessed by demons i mean i think in for the dark world there's a um i can't remember what the code now but the unforgiven or something on those lines where they are elves that are possessed by this almost unbelievable power but it you know takes away their soul effectively you know, something like that for chaos dwarfs would just be amazing so yeah, i mean yeah in the in the in the war cry uh the recent war cry box there's they 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 build manufacturing equipment that's got demons bound into it so if they're binding demons into you know forklift trucks and stuff god knows what they're putting into weapons yeah so for, for me i think a reimagined version of of chaos dwarfs and again going back to what you said um uh, the Skaven, you know, Skaven are such an underused army. They could do so much with Skaven, and I can't believe they haven't in Age of Sigmar. Yeah, well, the same thing with Chaos Dwarfs. You know, I, apart from they worshipped a god called Hashuto or whatever it was, apart from that, I don't really know anything about them. So they really have like that free reign in Age of Sigmar to bring them in and just go nuts. And for me, that would just be amazing. Yeah. Excellent choice, Andy. Excellent choice. So yeah, I think I think the the moral of that story is we all cheated on our top threes. 
A lot, um, lot of chaos love as well. A lot of chaos, chaos love. love. Oh, Even on your list, Dave, that surprises me. But not on Jay's. <laughs> no, I stay loyal. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what the community chose. It's time to find out. We'll be right back with the community choices. It is that time of the podcast where we read out the community choices to finish off the show. And we have got quite a few on Facebook this week. Mark Juhair starts off with his third choice. Codex Eldar Exodites. Dinosaurs in space. Why not? I'm sure Jay thinks exactly the same. Yeah, uh, his second good choice. His second choice is Codex Renegades and Traitors. or rules for Traitor Guard and Mutants in Codex. Codex Chaos Space Marines. I think they'll probably all be in one box, one book, I think, wouldn't they, Matt? At least to begin with. Yeah, I'd, I'd guess so. And finally, Battle Tome Chaos Dwarden, with rules for slaves from other factions, including Oryx, Gloomsby, maybe some humans. Oh, that's a good shout. Yeah, that's a cool idea. Honourable mentions to the Codex Squats, because that's what everybody wants, and a super-expanded Slave to Darkness with rules for mortals, beasts, and demons in a big horde. That'd be quite cool. Uh, Ian Spear, his third choice to Chaos Space Marine Codex, where they have two wounds. I think that's what all Chaos Space Marine fans are after. Um, his second choice is Battletone Bretonians, Ooh. but his top choice is the World Eaters slash Corn Demon Kin. Nice, yeah. Demon King was a cool army. Matt Jones, his third choice is the second or eleventh legion. His second choice is Chaos Dwarfs, and his top choice, Jay, it's Tyrion's Lumineth. Yeah, we've got to see them. I reckon we'll see them in the next twelve to eighteen months. I'm sure of it. Yeah, we've got to see Tyrion at some point. Uh, Chris Aldersey, his third choice. They're here again. It's the Squats. His second choice, another popular one, is a Chaos Dwarden. And his top choice, I'm with you here, Chris, it's Skaven. Sean Gleason, he has to say one, Squats. Two, a combination of Sylvaneff and Kenoffi. Three, Throng of Grimnir, an AOS Dwarden release. Runner-up, fourth choice, Tyrion, half of Lumineth. And finally, and Daz has put a little bit of a comment here, so it's, Daz has put, I swear this is a direct dig at me, honestly, does the amount of people that are after Chaos Dwarfs it's it's not a dig at all. His third choice is Crute, so Codex mm. specifically for Crute. His second choice is Skaven, and his top choice of course is Chaos Dwarfs slash Oathbreakers. What do we have over on Twitter, Matt? Well, Tam the Third says World Eaters, Chaos Dwarfs, and that's it. Andrew Jameson goes squats. Astra Militarum with added Praetorians and Chaos Dwarves. However, does have some runner-up choices in Empress Children, Slaves to Darkness, Codex Supplement Raven Guard, and Codex Supplement Iron Hands. Obviously updated for the new Space Marine book coming out soon-ish. Um, Anonymous Rex says, Caradron Overlords, hopefully with a new scenery piece or unit, with a new path to glory system focused on trade, profit, and unfortunate encounters with the code. That sounds amazing. Mm. Uh, Imperial Guard, a PDF upgrade slash downgrade sprue for the guard would be fun for narrative games and converting. Uh, a fun crusade system involving requisitioning units 
outfits and gear using favours with the local upper class and other guard regiments. That sounds ace. Mm-hmm. And number one, Slaves of Darkness would like to see new kits from the start collecting released and new Path to Glory content with a little AP buff for the army. Uh, G-Ambulance Service has got Codex Echvener. I don't know how to pronounce it, but this was... Chaos Corrupted Guardsmen from the Horus Heresy Book Legion. I believe they work with the Alpha Legion. Uh, yeah, basically lost in the damned, I guess. Uh, Codex Exodites, accompanied with a fully fleshed out range of models. And Codex Squats, which only contains blank pages. That's cruel. <laughs> uh, Average Paint says Corn Demon Kin, the Farsight Enclaves, and Codex Lost in the Damned. You could include... Traitor Guard, Dark Mechanicus, and Elite Chaos Space Marine Warlords to lead them. Again, that sounds like an amazing army. Uh, Wild West Wargaming, uh, Codex Supplement, Imperial Guard, Talon, Desert Riders. Yes, please. Uh, uh, Codex Squats, and Battle Tome Supplement, Van Karstein Vampires. Like it. Uh, JP Riley says, Sylvaneth, my gaming group are looking at AOS, and they re- he grabbed me as an ex-Wood Elf player. Corn, uh, I painted my brother's Corn <coughs> Demons and liked them a lot. And Slanesh Demons, they were my first, uh, my partner's first army, and I'm sure she would love some new sculpts. Absolutely. Amun Ra says Exodites, Squats, just tone down the biker get up they were in last time. Wash your mouth out, <laughs> Amun Ra. If anything, I wanted to go to 11 on the biker look. And Rudd, let's see something new on my key and finally jack says codex emperor's children codex exodites and battle tome dark elves there are a lot of cool choices in there a lot that we've uh, heard throughout squats and chaos dwarfs are definitely up there um but yeah some excellent excellent choices that leads me to ask you matt what would next week's top three be well next week on the show we want to know the top three models that inspired you to start armies. Excellent. So you can get your choice in early via our social media uh, at Spruce and Bruce on Twitter or the, just search for Spruce and Bruce on Facebook. Alternatively, we will put a post out on either the Sunday or the Monday so you can click comment or reply and drop in your top three to make it nice and easy for us. And we'll read out as many as we can on next week's show. But for now, I think that wraps us up, gents, doesn't it? It does indeed. It's been a it's been a chunky show considering we've not had a review section. Absolutely. Um I have got an absolute ton of tau to paint. So um I think we're gonna leave it there. Have a great week of hobby and we'll speak to you all again very soon. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the Spruce and Bruce Podcast. For more content, remember to check out spruceandbruise.com. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, send us a tweet at Spruce and Brews or head over to facebook.com forward slash Spruce and Brews. <laughs>